Welcome to the Real Tale Podcast. This is your host, Kelsey Loisel, and with me today is my co-host. Mark Salcedo. Yeah, you know Mark Salcedo. <laughs> yeah. He's got hippies to beat up. <laughs> <laughs> Am I supposed to say the last wrong? Yeah, the day of a public servant is never over. <laughs> No, you didn't have to. I didn't have to. I, was just, I told you you didn't have to. Oh, I was just you... waiting for you to say something because you were just like laughing and awkward. So I was like waiting. Oh, uh, okay. You had a pause like. But nothing came. <laughs> you had a pause like, say something, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, something of your own. Yes. I got hippies to beat up and um, cake to eat. The end. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you know, or those... um. Ekans peanut M&M's. Oh, yeah. And, oh, God. Those things are fucking lifesavers. Holy shit. Yummy. So, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Real Appeal, two E's in real. And you can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. You can also review us on iTunes if you want us to get noticed. If not, still please review us anyways. We're begging. We're begging you. Oh, Kelsey's begging. No, we uh, are. No. When I beg, we are. No. Okay, Dan, this, <laughs> <laughs> this is a unity thing. Once yeah, it's, Kelsey, we're, it's our podcast. We're on the podcast. So right. when I'm begging, you're begging. No, no. 50% is begging. The other 50% is pleading. <laughs> yeah, we're begging and pleading. Yeah, there you go. See? <laughs> you can make it double sad. Double sad. Double sad. Like your sad burger. Oh, my sad burgers. <laughs> um... Yeah, so if you review us on iTunes, we'll get noticed. And this week, we are doing the news. Uh, a recent review of Wonder Woman 1984. Uh, Variety Time, which will be our Christmas experience and the beginning of a new nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I have a feeling that it's only a nightmare for everybody else, <laughs> but not Mark. Yes. <laughs> it's a nightmare for everyone else. It's a dream for me. Yeah. <laughs> And our geriatric cinematic is Coffee from 1973. Uh, the, oh, I feel like I'm about to cut you off. You were, but I shouldn't have been talking. It was your turn. Oh, so. was it? <laughs> I wasn't sure what I was going to do, and then it kind of turned into a burp. So whatever. Oh, okay. <laughs> the, the topic of this week's episode is um, badass women and their badassery. One of them is badass. The other one... Not, it's just bad. It's just bad. And we'll <laughs> let you know when we get there. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. So, Mark, do you want to start off with the news? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. So, everybody knows what's going on with Warner Brothers and HBO Max. They're going to release their uh, theater films on their streaming service. Day, what's it called? I think it's like Day and Day or something like that. Uh, I'm going to release it on HBO Max and in the theaters. Kelsey and I talked about this to a great extent, and we kind of knew this was going to happen. Um, it seems Sony Pictures CEO confirms that they have gotten an increase of directors interested in working with them after the Warner Brothers little whatever the fuck that they're trying to do. Mm. Uh, so according to the um, Sony Pictures chairman and CEO, Tony, you're going to have to help me with this one. How do you say his last name? Vinci Guerra. Vinci Guerra. <laughs> uh, the studio is seeing a bit a uh, bit of a boom 
and interest from filmmakers who want to work with Sony. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, this was this is a huge controversial thing that Warner Bros. is doing. They've they've started it with Wonder Woman, nineteen eighty four, you know, and we're gonna get a new movie every well, like once a month. I think that that's how they're gonna roll them out. Um, and directors and probably producers, they're going to be going to other productions, uh, other studios, because some people in Hollywood, I would say about maybe about seventy eighty percent of people in Hollywood, mm-hmm. they want their movies to be on the big screen. Right. They that's what they want to do because personal preference, the way how it's shot. You know, this is like this is a big theater going experience film. Um, so after the after the Warner Bros. announcement, it's it's been a bit of a boom for us because it's made uh, dating our movies next year somewhat easier. Uh, Vinci Guerra. Vinci Guerra. Vinci Guerra. Uh, <laughs> he said this week during an interview in uh, NBC. Uh, he continued on to say, uh, but the real benefit has been the number of incoming calls from talent creators, actors, and directors to say uh, to us saying, we want to be doing business with you because we know you're a theatrical distributor and producer. Uh, that has worked very well for us, end quote. I, I, it, it's going to going to happen. What the fuck? Okay. So that just adds to me <laughs> not liking WB. Yeah, like Kelsey and I got into like a uh, kind say, of like a heat. It wasn't it really was heated, heated, but it was yeah. a little bit heated. Yeah, we got a, kind of a, into a heated discussion after w- watching Wonder Woman 1984, and she went off talking about WB keeps fucking up. Blah, blah. I'm like, no, no, it's it's like their D- it's our DC area. It's just their DC area. And you know what? I honestly completely forgot about this story until I, <laughs> until I looked at it. I'm like, oh, shit. WE is kind of fucking yeah, up. Yeah, but they're, they're always hit or miss. So, like, yeah, yeah okay. The, so, if their DC shit is bad mm. and their other shit is hit or miss, yeah. they're not good. Um, And so... <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. you know, like, with the odds, you know, yeah. if you do the math on it, they're just not good. Yeah, yeah. They're not I, I a plan you. B or a focus features or... You know, what, what do you mean, Plan B or Focus Features? That they tend to have hits like oh yeah oh yeah oh like that or A twenty four yeah A twenty four let's just say like Disney in that area. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, for people who are worried that Sony might be following the route, well, the CEO had said uh, we're not changing course to any big degree. Um, he said we do think Windows will become much more flexible, and we're thankful for that. We think that's a good that's good for the industry and a good thing for our films some movies will do better with a short window and some movies will do better with a much longer window so it looks like sony is not really planning on following the hbo max model um but they're I, definitely planning on capitalizing on their fuck up <laughs> yeah absolutely I, I wouldn't be surprised i wouldn't be surprised if like if they take the disney route which is like hey we're gonna like release one movie um in the theaters and normally that's kind of a sign of like we think it's not going to do so well. You know, if it does, cool. Maybe we'll do it again. If it doesn't, fuck it. We didn't lose any money. Mm-hmm. You know, like they did it with Mulan. Um, I don't know what the numbers are on Soul. Uh, from what I've heard, Soul is actually a really great film. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe they just kind of wanted to get it out there. Right. You know, like whatever. But yeah, Warner Brothers, I mean, ugh, boy. I, and I heard... Uh, what I heard, uh, legendary. 
the people are uh, the producers of of Dune. Mm-hmm. that they're like suing Warner Brothers to like stop this from happening. They're like, no, we want our movie back. Yeah. And they, if I remember the correct, I, would, this, I do remember the number correctly. They, the people of Legendary went to Warner Brothers. It was like, you want Dune to release on HBO Max? $250 million. Fork it up. Yeah. <laughs> and I doubt Warner Brothers is going to do that. No. Um, I will just have to wait and see. I mean, Sony's not that good of a production co- studio company anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, however, if they're going to get a lot of talent in there, they might they might get better. Yeah. So it's just have to wait and see. I don't have faith, so you know, <laughs> I'll just go to where I know things are good. Mm. You know, this wherever the- Taika Waititi is. Yeah, this is the this is the uh, the beginning of uh, Warner Brothers' eventual demise. I think, I think it's not the beginning, but you know. <laughs> oh, it's it, now they're gonna start ramping that shit up. Is yeah, this is gonna... like part of the third act. You <laughs> no, know, the beginning I, of the third act. Yeah, no, I'll say like I'll say maybe the middle of the second act. Okay. And then I, I'll say the beginning of the third act will be next year. See what happens. Okay. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, I mean, Titans have fall. Fucking MGM is going on sale. So, fucking those massive studios are they're suffering. You know what should you know what they should do? Hmm. WB should buy MGM mm-hmm. and then, you know, like all of the stuff they fucked up on their WB side, push it over there. Uh-huh. And it's like WB playing the heel and then MGM is like, oh, we saved the day, even though we're the same person now. <laughs> yeah. That's, I mean. They'll make a lot of money. That's all. It, well, I mean, it's just like any business. It's all about money. It's just a matter of how, you know, they can, what they can do to get money. Yeah. <laughs> this does not seem like a good idea. No. Nah. Um, new Jack City reboot in the works with Snowfall's Malcolm M. Mays writing. Who's that and what is this? Kelsey, you've seen New Jack City. You're all about New Jack City. You're just like, yeah, Mark, the streets and everything from the hood. I mean, I love New Jack City. She's bomb as fuck. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I'm a little. I'm gonna take over this one as well. Yeah. I mean, I'm like, well, you already read the last. I'll read this one, but I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so there is uh, Warner Bros. is planning on re- rebooting the neo noir gangster from New Jack City um, by. Uh, Snowfall actor and filmmaker Michael M. I didn't know he was an actor. I didn't know he was a filmmaker, too. Shit. Um, so no director has been attached, but it looks like uh, Bill Gerber, uh, the guy who produced The Story is Born, uh, will be behind this film. I love New Jack City. It is directed by Marvin Van Peoples. It stars like IC, Judge Nelson, Wesley Snipes, Chris Rock, um, a bunch of other folks. And it's like... 90s to like the core like 90s black cinema like mm-hmm. gangsters and drugs and stuff like that there's this really really great line that wesley snipes says when like uh because Wesley Snipes plays he's like the head of a, like of a of a he's like a kingpin mm-hmm. of a like a he's the kingpin of like a certain area in like new jackson which i believe is what's supposed to be new york city um and like the only place that he could ever be a kingpin because you know He's kind of a joke. <laughs> Who was his knife? Yeah, like I know he's a good actor, but uh, you know he's made his rounds in being a joke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but see, this is like this is like this is like when Boise Snipes was fucking hot, like just ba- fucking. Um, 
This was, I think, two years before Demolition Man. Mm. I think Demolition Man came out like in '93. Um, but yeah, he plays like the kingpin of this like gang, the kingpin of this organization. Drugs pushing like crack cocaine and stuff like that. And there's this really great line when one of his subordinates like fucks up, and he like the dude tries to stand up, and Wesley Snipes like he has like a sword with him, and he like points the sword at him, and he says, "You better sit your five dollar ass down before I make change." It's <laughs> <was> like, yeah, <laughs> it's a great line. Um, if I remember correctly, I think that was like Chris Rock's like actual first film. Oh. And he played a crackhead, which, if I remember correctly, it was kind of hard for him to do because he had a history of drug use. So it was kind of like him going back into that kind of oh, shit. Yeah. yeah. I know. I, I heard something about that recently with someone else, too. Oh, when we did um, the social network and it was hard for... Um, oh, um, I forget, Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah, to yeah. play that character because of his... OCD. OCD that he struggles with and having to, you know... Yeah. Um, so, so this is cool anyway. Like, it sounds cool. Yeah, I, I should show you the film. You would really, you would really dig it. Um, I haven't watched Snowfall, but all I've heard is that it's a great, great show on FX. I honestly thought mm. this was about a video game. <laughs> it probably would be a good video game, it sounds like. Mm, not really. You know, like a Grand Theft Auto type. Yeah, I yeah, I mean, it's kind of brutal. Like, not, so it was Grand Theft Auto. I know, but in Grand Theft Auto, there was like a level of like comedy behind it. Like, oh, that's just so ridiculous. This one's just like, oh, damn, that's sad. <laughs> there, are, there are video games out there like that. So, so in Grand Theft Auto, the one of the characters say, I can't, I'm, I can't wait to kill you so bad that my dick is hard. No, but I'm. I could, I could picture it. <laughs> you picture someone saying that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, you say that to the cats all the time. So that sounds so wrong. <laughs> that sounds like I'm braving these cats or some no, shit. No, it means that you want to kill them so bad that your dick is hard. That sounds. That doesn't make it sound any better. <laughs> and then that makes it sound worse. That I'm gonna like. I'm. Th- I'm. <laughs> Like I, I have the possibility of con- committing a violent act towards like a defenseless animal. Mm. I mean, I kicked the shit out of a fucking dog for attacking me, but I mean that's a different story. And that's a smart ass <laughs> cat. Like your fucking cat tried to race outside I the know, patio. I just saw that you fucking launched him back the other yeah, way. Yeah, took my foot. I was like, Hoot. there you go. You go back out. I was cracking up for a while about that because he came running into the room like he heard him open the door. (laughs) The patio door, yeah. Yeah, and the cat was like, door, and he came running into the room. He didn't (laughs) stop. There was no pausing, nothing. I was like, wow. And then Mark was like, nope. (laughs) And he put his foot under the cat and he didn't kick him, but you know, like like, like, lightly like launched him the other way and the cat just walked away like, yeah. <laughs> Which I think is funny because every time I open up that patio door to like let him out, he's uh-huh. always so fucking hesitant to it to the point where like I have to like tap on the butt, like like go get the fuck out, like you know. You know what it is? It's probably because he didn't get the chance to go out for that whole week we were gone. Oh yeah, that's true. And then he's like, I remember I like being out there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now he remembers. <laughs> God, that cat. That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, Wonder Woman three in the works with director Patty Jenkins. Yep. That's going to happen. <laughs> I honestly think we should have waited for this article. No. I want to talk about it now because then we can go into heavy detail why we're just like, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. 
So they've fast-tracked development on another installment of, you know, Wonder Woman with Gal Gadot returning um, as a star. And Patty Jenkins back to write and direct. Um, Warner Brothers said the third Wonder Woman movie will have a traditional theatrical release. Meaning it's not going to be released this year probably because, Mm. you know, everything that they're releasing this year's they're doing their fucking weird shit with yeah um so um as fans around the world continue to embrace santa prince uh driving the strong opening weekend performance of wonder woman 1984 we are excited to be able to continue her story with our real life wonder woman gal and patty who will return to conclude the long-planned theatrical trilogy and uh tony emmerich of warner brothers said that no lie when you got to like long long p- planned for some reason i i read long panned <laughs> <laughs> um wonder woman 1984 has brought in 16.7 million dollars um from 2100 north american theaters um and that's the best opening weekend to date in the coronavirus era um mm. The HBO Max viewers, um, the studio said nearly half of the platform's retail subscribers watched the film on Friday. So, um, and there were like millions more who watched it through cable or wireless access. Um, yeah. I think like, I mean, I mean, kudos for Wonder Woman 1984, I guess. Getting sixteen point seven million dollars, you know, given the coronavirus, um, I think that number would easily have been like. If it was a good movie, it would have been at least like two hundred million. That's the thing. I don't even think if it was if I don't. I don't want to say if it was a good or bad movie. I think box office opening. I think it would have actually like got to like maybe ninety million over the weekend because because that that movie had a lot of hype falling behind it. People were just like, yeah, I want to see this one more. The trailer sold it out really sold it really well mm-hmm. um and the fact that you know um uh warner Bros. chief had said that you know millions are watching this movie blah blah i think it's because one it's it was a holiday it, was, it came out on a friday just this past friday and everybody's home so mm-hmm. everybody was like well wonder woman's out i've been wanting to watch it so let's all watch it yeah i would not be surprised if the following week that number like drops like mm-hmm. significantly like people are just like nah um <sighs> it's frustrating i know it, it's i mean that's cool i mean it, uh, i'm trying to like i'm trying to like hold back because i don't want to straight like start dumping on this movie why, I, why don't we get into our review of it and then we can continue on with this story and what our opinions are okay because i think that's probably a better place there gotcha So, yeah, we're going to do our recent review of Wonder Woman 1984. This world is not yet ready for all that you will do. The time will come, Diana. And everything will be different. Citizens of the world. I'm here to change your life. Anything you want. Anything you dream of, you can have it. 
feel bad you saw a ghost. Diana, look at you. It's like now one day has passed. I don't want to be like anyone. I want to be an apex predator. You've always had everything, while people like me have had nothing. Well, now it's my turn. Get used to it. The synopsis is, a rewind to the 1980s as Wonder Woman's next big screen adventure finds her facing two all-new foes, Max Lord and the Cheetah. Directed by... Directed... <laughs> directed by Patty Jenkins. Written by Patty Jenkins, Jeff Johns, and Dave Callahan. Starring Gal Gadot, Chris Pine, Kristen Wiig, and Pedro Pascal. Yes. Okay, Mark, what yes. did you think about this movie? <laughs> This movie, this movie made me reevaluate how I critique films, or or just, um, or just you know, media in general. Mm-hmm. Normally, I'm like that movie sucked. This movie's bad. Fuck that movie. Blah 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 blah. Okay. Um, these directors and writers. They don't, and these studios, they don't make these movies with an intention to make a bad movie. They think that this is going to be a good movie. Sometimes, yeah, when they go in, they're like, this is going to be a good movie. It has a solid story. We're going to put all these millions of dollars, get all these people hired to to make this film. We're going to um, advertise the fuck out of this market, all that kind of stuff. They think it's going to be a good film. Okay. Then the movie gets out. And... There are people who will say that this is a great movie, and there are people who will say that it is not a good movie. I'm one of those people who is just like, this is not a good movie. And I and I am almost frustrated that it's not a good movie. I'm frustrated that anyone would think it's a good movie. Unless, you know, you're watching it on like an old TV from the 80s. <laughs> uh-huh. You know? Yeah. But even then, like, I remember being scared of that movie Anaconda. Mm-hmm. And then even watching it on an old TV, I was like, dang, those that CGI did not hold, hold up. up. Yeah. I think you'd still see the CGI problems on an old TV like that. Mm-hmm. And I, that's the first thing you see. In what? Wonder Woman? In Wonder Woman 1984, it mm-hmm. opens and you're like, fuck, it's <laughs> this CGI. <laughs> like, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. And then I was like, this is like hercules like they're opening was it hercules or xena with the hydra uh i think it was hercules you're talking yeah. about the old like television show sorry yeah. kevin sorbo sorbo right yeah i would have to agree with that yeah because i mean i, I don't want to say the cgi is like that bad but it's, almost <laughs> but it's not that good like you think like a movie that has wb money would be like we are going to put all all this money into making the CGI or the special effects look fucking flawless. I can't wait till the corridor FX crew. <laughs> oh my god, they're gonna they're gonna sell fix. <gasps> they're gonna like fix Cheetah and shit like that. Oh my god, they're gonna fix the fucking like it's almost like an Olympian ring. Oh, uh-huh. they're gonna fix that. They're probably gonna fix. They're probably gonna make like put some weight behind the lasso and shit like that. Yeah. Um. Okay. So. So so oh, so off the off the 
off the bat you're just like cgi is not good cgi is not good okay is there what else is not i mean let's let's go ahead and just get out what's bad because i do have a few things i did like about the movie but let's go ahead and get the bad shit like pushed out okay um from almost from the start you're like this is a selena kyle story okay oh and agree, yeah and i agree with that because yeah because the the barbara uh uh what's it called miniver miniver the cheetahs 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 story yeah yeah it was she's, yeah barbara minerva minerva yeah 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 there's a lot of like batman returns selena kyle kind of origin story sprinkled in this movie, which is weird because i've i've I, I, I'm, I'm, I will admit I'm not a huge like Wonder Woman comic reader. I have read a few comics, but you know I like to kind of do my research before we get into these movies. Mm-hmm. And looking at her backstory, I'm just like that backstory doesn't really match up. It's kind of weird how they're doing that. It, it doesn't have to match up, but like, why do I get a sense of like Batman Returns with this shit? Yeah, um, and and I really think that they could have put all of their energy into one villain mm-hmm. instead of two like if they put all of their energy into maxwell lord mm-hmm. and made him better mm-hmm. he grew on me like okay. he did with you too but he was for the most part super fucking annoying yeah like it's weird because like they really forced this connection between cheetah and max lord like why they would work together or like why they would cross paths yeah. They really forced that into this movie. And I don't know why. They didn't. It was just for plot. There was nothing. There was nothing there. They didn't even explain how he would know anything about certain, uh, like, artifacts. Oh, yeah. I know. Yeah. They just went ahead and, like, hey, let's do this. And they don't. then the next choice he makes, you're like, why did he know to do that? Or why did he do that? Like. Uh. I don't know. <laughs> and then there's this whole thing where there's just certain things that don't add up in this movie. Mm. As far as Wonder Woman's powers goes, um, the whole feeling is campy. The whole oh, it movie is, it is, is really, campy. Yeah. Not, and not in a good way. Yeah. Like, I don't see this movie being a cult classic because of its campiness. You know, like, Mm -hmm. it was just, no. Yeah, it felt like, because, you know, the the movie takes place in 1984. They say it a couple times during the movie. Mm -hmm. Um, Even though some of the music is actually kind of like maybe three years ahead. Um, And it seems like they took, like, they try to take the stuff from the 80s and be like, hey, remember this? Remember that? Mm. This, You know, this was how cool the it, 80s was. It was like a, a walk down memory lane for people. Yeah, but not in an authentic way. Like, um, like you and I were talking about, because we, we were comparing this to like Thor Ragnarok and how that has kind of an 80s vibe to it with mm-hmm. like the music and the style and then like the look of it has an 80s vibe to it mm-hmm. but it's like a valid reason why it's there and it doesn't like say hey remember the 80s boom this is what it is no this one's just kind of like hey remember the 80s remember the 80s come on remember the 80s like and so and it's not just remember the 80s it's like you've got to watch wonder woman experience this for the first time or experience that so you have a lot of like watching things in slow motion and watching Gal Gadot's face 
like. Oh, yeah. You know, like even when she's a kid in the beginning, she got lectured by one lady and mm. then talked to by another lady right after. Mm. Like, and that's not giving anything away, but still, like, there's just too much monologuing mm. or too much, like, really long, drawn-out reaction shots, like, or, like, reaction sequences. Yeah, like, even, like, the part where, like, it's it's funny how you made, how you say that, like, Gil Godot has, like, or Wonder, um, Diana has to, like, learn this and, like, learn that, almost kind of, like, realize this, that, and everything, mm-hmm. and they did that, like, uh, uh, twice with with the return of Steve Trevor. I mean, this is not a sport. Steve Trevor show, comes back again, but, and the details of why he come back is just, like, all right i guess we're rolling with that then mm-hmm. but the fact that steve trevor's like like there's a sequence with like clothes with him trying on clothes yeah and i get that is an 80s trope that is honestly an 80s trope but this movie did not need it one it, it didn't need it and two it didn't do it in any way that was clever or fun it wasn't clever or fun it was a chore yeah it was like it was like taking your kid to the store and making them try clothes on they're like Come on, this looks good, right? And you're like, no. Yeah, and it put like a halt to the plot. This movie's like two hours and 30 minutes, I think, or something like that. It could have been like a cool hour 50. <laughs> yeah, it could have been a, it could have been a tight, super tight hour 50. And it, I'm trying to remember how many action set pieces there are. There, there's like, I know there's one, you know, okay. That one in the desert? No, no, no. The first one. <laughs> remember the first one? Okay, so. We're not going to talk about the first one yet. Okay, but I just I have to mention this. Um, uh, they had released the first action set piece online for people to watch. Mm-hmm. And everybody who I read, or who I, um, everybody who I heard from, like, read or comments or whatever like that, I would say about 70 to 80% of them were just like, I hope this is not the movie. I hope it's, I hope it gets better. Because I saw a lot of people not impressed with it. And it sucks because this is the second go of Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. We already see what she can do in the first one. You have to kind of like, uh, you have to up the ante or like have a certain style that's going to make it stick, you know? Well, and it being 1984 was like perfect mm-hmm. because you kind of see where they're going, right? With the whole the 80s was very capitalistic like it was capital yeah exactly yeah and so you would need someone with wonder woman in that era but she's learned a lot from 1918 yeah exactly like so she's not so naive maybe but she still wants to bring that truth to humanity Mm -hmm. and it's that's why it's campy because they went about it the wrong way yeah like, it would have been really fucking cool if they did it right, but they didn't. Yeah. Um, what, did, what did you think of... <laughs> shit, I felt, I'm afraid to ask, but... I mean, we have to. What do you think of the acting? Like, in any general sense. Like, I mean, okay, as vague as possible. You know you what? Pedro Pascal, mm. though I didn't like his character, and I thought his character was annoying as shit... Mm-hmm. There were times where I could, I liked his acting like from an actor's perspective. Yeah. Because his eyes are really, really expressive. Mm-hmm. I just think he wasn't directed properly. Yeah. Because he's a great actor. Mm. And there were times where he had great acting. Mm. Um, he was the only one. Literally the only one. 
Yeah, it's it's weird because like I want to say it's weird. I I don't know. I like I don't know what's going on with Patty Jenkins' mind when she was directing everybody, but it seemed like Pedro Pascal was like I can, for some reason I can picture Pedro Pascal just kind of going, "All right, Packy, what do I do here? Like, give me my motivation. Tell me what to do. How should I act?" And so and Patty just like, "Okay, just." Kind of do whatever. Be a just game get, show host from the eighties, basically. Yeah, just that's do what whatever. she told him. Yeah, Be, that's. I can picture her saying, "You know those game show hosts that are really loud and they talk a certain way. Mm-hmm. Be that way." Yeah, and then like later on, he his I don't know his acting seems better put together. Like, okay, we got like the motivation, we got the suffering. This character, it's so weird because like this character it like they do it's almost like two different characters like they how they do this movie mm-hmm. you know like i guess it, i know it's supposed to be like a transformation of him becoming a villain but it almost seemed like there was like no like all right here's the here's the arc where it's the halfway point where it's like boom this is where he turns evil or this is how it like it's gonna turn like this. it just kind of seemed like a weird flip mm-hmm. and then a flip back that didn't really make sense and mm-hmm. frankly fucking fell flat he made me think of the riddler Jim Carrey's. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, shit. Like, lacking um, credibility, I guess, or mm. lacking, like, a real sense of danger from him at all. It was, yeah. He was a joke. Yeah. Um, however, I did, I did like, like, eventually I started looking at Pedro Pascal. I was like, all right, he just hamming up this shit. That's fine. I like when, I like when actors just ham the fuck out of it, because they, they get to the point where just like, fuck it. I know I'm just going to go wild on this shit. And mm-hmm. it becomes enjoyable to watch. So he is something that I actually... He's someone who I actually did like his performance. However, I don't... Ooh, Gail Godot, right? Is Gail I don't know if it's Godot. People... I think I swear it's Godot. Mm-hmm. But people say Godot. Okay, so let's say for the, for the sake of this review, Gail Godot. Holy shit. I liked her in the first one. I don't know what happened, but she got a lot worse. There was like nothing there. She had no emotions. No, mm-hmm. she had emotions one time, and that yeah. was like, and everything else is either she was like in awe, mm-hmm. or she had her emotions turned off. Yeah, and it, it so was... there's like nothing there to hold on to. Yeah. Plus, I didn't like watching her this time because I'm a very visual person, mm-hmm. like other people are, like. And without sounding creepy, like, I really like it when they have people all put together a certain way and it really adds to the story. Mm-hmm. They're, they didn't do the 80s any kind of justice with how they did hair and makeup. Mm. It was all wardrobe. Yeah, even like the hairstyle was like, that's from the 90s. You're yeah, pull, that was from that. the 90s. It was like the 80s. Yeah. You know, like if you did your hair in the 80s and then you went to sleep on it and woke up the next day and then it's yeah. the 90s because yeah. the 90s is more deflated yeah even though it's still not good <laughs> and like like gal gadot they made her look old yeah that's weird like, they did make her look older in this she movie. had all forehead and then this <laughs> tall ass fucking hair mm-hmm. but it wasn't teased yeah so she had nice hair and everybody else just looked like they wash the hair and let it air dry, mm. and that was it. Yeah, which is not eighties. Eighties is like poodle hair, like you you said that. Yeah, like, poodle hair, and then like a whole can of hairspray and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, or, they didn't do that. They didn't have like the bright pinks of the lipsticks or the bright fucking um, blush. Okay, now I know what this movie. Now, okay, now 
now I have a I have a I have a better not a better understanding, but I think I know how to surmise the style of this look. This is a movie that you go to a party and it's an 80s party, but it's not really an 80s party. It's an 80s party that we've seen on TV recreated a thousand times. Mm-hmm. Not a legit actual like this is what the 80s actually looked like. Mm-hmm. And this it, this looks like a fake 80s party. Yeah. Um so it, that it, like I know we're kind of focusing on that, but it's kind of you can't help but focus on it since the fact since the fact that it was called 1984. Mm-hmm. You know, like it, like the setting didn't add anything more to it, like no, at all. Not at all. I kind of like the one the the yellow, orange, and brown stripe going down the escalator. Mm-hmm. That was the only thing I got excited about being <laughs> in the fucking eighties in the mall. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I know about all that stuff. <laughs> um, okay, so wait, okay, so wait, let's, <laughs> we got to go back to Gil Godot's act, acting because we didn't. I. <sighs> My God, what the hell happened? That's all I'm trying to like think. It's so weird because like I saw he saw so much promise in the first Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. like and even in the first one, my my thing about her was like she's good. Mm-hmm. The only issue I really have is that the character herself is so naive mm-hmm. that it sometimes it would take you out of the story. Yeah, and I was like, I'm really willing to watch the next one that comes out. Because I know that they're going to grow the character. Exactly. Growth. There was there, there was almost no, little to no growth by the time we see, we see Diana again. The, the first one took place like 19, during World War I, mm-hmm. 1910s, right? 1918. 1918. Okay. So obviously 70, 70 plus years have passed. So you think there's going to be some growth within the character. She's, she's going to have seen World War II, uh, what the Korean War, Vietnam? I'm not saying she has to fight in those wars, but she's seen some shit. Mm-hmm. You know, she obviously has established herself in in the the world and away from um, I think it's called like Amazonia or something like that. The name I keep thinking Thanoscara, but that's Hawk Girl. Um, but this movie, it's like she still is naive. She's still like dumbfounded with a lot of shit, mm-hmm. and like and, when, you know, the ability to fly. Oh, we'll she's dumbfounded that. by that we'll, oh boy we'll get into that <laughs> and then like it's kind of funny because like when, when we when steve trevor comes back she still is like naive like she had not learned anything from the first wonder woman movie mm-hmm. and it's just not like a second time we've encountered her we've seen her in um batman vs superman and in justice league we already know she's some level of badass yeah you know and i'm not expecting her to be badass of that level in those two movies but i expected her to be better yeah you know like be more than just a pretty face yeah and a smoking bod like yeah she wasn't (laughs) Um, i think they even played her up more as just that in this film than anything else really okay um do you want to get to the spoiler section yeah okay um yeah so if if any of you have seen wonder woman we're gonna hop into the spoiler section go into better detail or more detail in what was what we liked what we didn't like about this movie um for those who haven't seen that seen wonder woman 1984 uh we're gonna leave you a spoiler bumper uh so you can kind of skip over and just uh pluck yours if you want here's your spoiler bumper right about now
the spoilers. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you from the beginning, um, mm-hmm. if you don't mind. Okay. Okay. They bring that annoying looking little child back. I think she looks really fucking spoiled. I don't know. I just <laughs> okay. don't I just don't like her, okay? Okay. And it's bad CGI. And uh. this girl is fucking badass. They're doing some kind of like competition, like it's like a triathlon mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And she ends up getting knocked off her horse by a branch. And then she tries cheating to get back on her horse, tries mm. you know, throwing her fucking javelin through a big old hoop before mm. everybody else and she gets stopped by one of the you know female leaders or whatever mm. because she cheated yeah it was robin wright character robin wright's character she gets lectured by robin wright mm-hmm. then the other female leader comes by and says you know you'll have your time the world's just not ready for you now mm-hmm. like it's so annoying you spent all this time to show this girl being a badass and then trying to cheat, and then you get to watch her be lectured, and then she still gets another talking to by someone else, and she really doesn't want to fucking listen to her because she's upset she lost. Mm. There was no point in that. Yeah, it was weird because, like, you know, because she was saying about, like, you have to, like, learn. I, for- I forgot what the fucking message that they were trying to set well, up. Well, the message is you can't take shortcuts, right? Okay. And the whole movie is about shortcuts, but like... So I think of the shortcut for her as an older Diana is being with Steve Trevor, even though... Like wishing for him. That doesn't make sense. But it's not just for her. It's for the whole world. Like everyone's wishing, right? Like you can't wish. Wishing for shortcuts. Okay. You can't do that. So it's okay, but it's a very, very thin connection. Like, wait, hold on, hold on. I don't mean to cut you off, but I just remember one of the one of the people in the movie. Um, he like wishes for his wife to be dead. So <laughs> and she has a heart attack. She has a heart attack and dies. Like okay, right there. <laughs> so he got the shortcut for her to be dead. So does that mean he should have just waited until she died later? Like slowly kill her. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just, like you were saying about like the shortcut. Like I mean, I wouldn't doubt that you're right. I mean, because that's the thing. I, that's the thing. I I didn't see a message. I just saw like I saw a message l- later in regard to Diana and Barbara about like privilege and stuff like that. Which, yeah, it was interesting. It was interesting, but that came off as an afterthought. Um, I didn't find it very interesting at all because mm. she was a bitch, like a whiny little bitch. Like who, Barbara or Diana? Barbara, like Prince, <laughs> like like bitch Charles, you know, mm, like that. Bitch Charles. Okay, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. <laughs> um. So you get through that, and mm. then you see Diana in 1984. Yeah. And like, she's like saving people in the mall. In the mall. Yeah. And like, you know, she's also a historian, you know, because mm. why wouldn't she be? And there's this girl who has, like, a lady boner for her, which is Barbara. Mm-hmm. Kristen Wiig's character. And she, you know, has a stone. And the stone... <laughs> that is, wishing stone. It's that... a wishing stone. <laughs> that It looked pretty phallic. It did. <laughs> Not even just that, but you're like, it has another piece to it for, you know, the other area. Yeah. Um, and... This lady, Barbara, makes a wish on it, 
and wants to be like Diana and then basically becomes her. And then she's like, okay, I don't love you anymore. Like, I'm my own badass now. Like, Mm. and you don't get a sense that she's evil in that way at all, ever, until she all of a sudden is. Yeah. You know, like, she's just, like, wanting to be around people who are cool. Mm -hmm. And now all of a sudden she's like, okay, I'm cool. So, you know, it's like watching 40-year-old women act like they're 15 again. Yeah. Like in high school. Like I don't want to watch that. Yeah, she's uh she's like a spinster who's uh who's in a downward spiral right now trying yeah. to be an apex predator, which I never I would that was, that confused me as fuck cuz like I was like I didn't I never got a sense of even kind of wanted that. Like you wanted to be like as You wanted to be sexy and cool and wanted by men. Yeah, exactly. But then she started talking about being an apex predator. I was like Wait, what? Like, when, what char- what, what point did her character have those traits? It's just weird. Yeah. So. Which is one of many things that don't add up in this movie. No. And then the other thing is that you would expect Diana to be strong enough to not be, like, weak at the knees over a guy 70 mm. years after she loses him. Like, mm. it's been 70 years. Are you kidding me? And then we got to watch this woman, like... do the thing that's so annoying in all the other movies with women in it is that she's fawning after a guy and like loses her fucking badassness Mm -hmm. because she wants to be with a man and she's crying about it like yeah i mean they could there there are ways that they could have better like i feel like honestly i felt like I felt like what they what they could have done, you know, and who the fuck am I to tell Patty Jenkins or Jeff Jones or uh, Dave Kama- sorry, Kaha- Callahan, thank you, Callahan to write. But I feel like it would have been better. It would have worked out better if if Wonder Woman had been kind of a bit hardened after what happened in World War One and maybe seeing the atrocities of other wars along the way. Mm-hmm. And like I, it, you know, what it remind me. Of? It's kind of remind me of when. Um, WB like had pumped the brakes when it came to like a darker Superman and was like no no Superman has to be like happy now all the time <laughs> and it was just like no dude like you have to like get to that arc now like you've you've it's you've established a super you've established it you've established a Paul Kent who's like I don't think you should save everybody mm-hmm. you know maybe you should let people die you know in Wonder Woman you've kind of established that like okay she's naive but like she sees the beauty in like humanity okay cool all right. Um, and you took that out and just put the naive back in. Yeah. Until, and then, and then, like I said, if you had taken, if you had taken one of those out, if you take out the beauty of humanity and stuff like that, replace it with something else so that we, we get that arc mm-hmm. where she is like, cause she has like this whole spiel at the end about like not taking shortcuts, like Kelsey had said, and like there's good in humanity and not everybody is selfish. It was just like, yo, you're just straight monologuing at me now. Mm-hmm. And it was just so fucking funky. And I feel like you get like five of them from Pedro Pascal. And then. Yeah. Yeah. Barbara gets like two. Yeah. And then like uh, the Steve Trevor, like, first of all, the way Steve Trevor comes back, I was like, yo, dude, he did not need to be in this fucking. That's scary. Not need to be in this movie at all. Nope. Um, He comes back because, you know she wishes him back and like his soul goes into like another man's body 
mm-hmm. which I'm curious of, like, what happened to that man's soul in the meantime, you know, all that yeah. shit. Um, but, yeah, she, like, gets weak at, to, weak at the knees, and it's just like, yo, you, you you taking a step back to, like, Wonder Woman, the first Wonder Woman. It's like, we've already seen that. Like, we want to see another character arc that's, um, that's valid, that continues to grow into her being Wonder Woman and Batman vs. Superman or Wonder Woman Justice League. Because I feel like she should have grown into, like, how the Amazonian women mm. leaders are. Yeah. And I still feel like she is a great fighter, but still hasn't somehow matched their potential. Yeah. Like, I still feel like she needs training. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, like, emotionally, too. And it shouldn't be like that in the second movie. You should at least hit your stride. Yeah, exactly. Um, like, maybe it starts off where she's still learning a lesson, but very quickly in the first act, she learns it, and mm. then something else happens. Yeah, that, like, knocks her back off her, knocks her back off her feet. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that, that's one of the biggest things. Like, it was like, I felt like Diana had not matured before, we, before this movie started. No, she's still fifteen. Yeah, and that's why I was just like, yo, I didn't need, I don't, I don't need this again. I don't need another version of this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> one of the thing, one of the many things that don't add up is just even like her powers, which just gets really weird and funky. <laughs> like, first I, of all, Diana goes through showing Steve all these things from nineteen eighty four, and I'm like, they had that back then. They had that back then. Oh, like they had that back then. Like, uh, like a they showed like a train. They showed her like a, they showed a subway. Yeah, and he's like, "Oh my god, they have trains." They had trains in nineteen. <laughs> Did he say that? I feel like he. I feel like he said they have trains underground. Did he say they have trains? Did it? Because I don't remember, but I think it was like, "Oh my god, they have trains." I don't think he said underground. It was. It was like too much level of like wonderment. Like, oh my god, it's just like. And they spent too much time on it. Mm-hmm. But so they did that. And then he saw a plane flying. Yeah. Like a, a jet plane. And he's like, wow. And I'm like, but it wasn't like a huge jetliner plane. It was just like maybe a mid-sized plane with the mm. engines on the on the wings. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, you knew they had jet. They had, they don't know that they had jets yeah, back in 1980. Yeah, they didn't but they had planes. But they had planes. So, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, like, his level of wonderment was a little misplaced. Yeah. And then he somehow gets into an, an older plane. He gets into a jet. And actually, like... But it's an old jet, but it's still a jet. Yeah. And he'll just like, oh, cool, I know how to fly this. Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, it's still the same, right? Yeah, there's this isn't like, whoa, 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 yeah, okay. it's not... I watch Air Disaster, okay? <laughs> That is not a thing. Yeah. And like, <laughs> so, like, one of the... It was, it was so weird, because, like, they introduced, like, new powers. That, in the plane. Yeah, they introduced new powers in one in this movie, and it's so ham-fisted, or so sloppily, like, uh, inserted in this movie. Like, the fact that... They, they, they make an obvious nod to, like, Wonder Woman's invisible plane. And people have been asking, like, when is she going to get her invisible plane? Right? And I, I think... I think I, I think when people say they were wondering when she's going to get it, I don't think they were actually going to be like, yo, I want to see her fly. I think they just want to see, like, yo, there's, it's there, you know, like, yeah. whatever. 
but the way how they, they explain it with how she, she how she can suddenly turn stuff invisible, which I was like, wait, what? Like, wait, wait, when did this shit happen? And so I'm like, oh, yeah, the gods, you know, we were trained to, like, learn how to do this, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, you introduced this way too late in the motherfucking game. Yeah, and it was stupid because it was like, yeah, I did it one time with a coffee cup. He's like, yeah, what happened to it? She's like, I lost it. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think that was a fail sense of, like, comedy they were trying to add yeah this. <laughs> yeah it wasn't funny mm-hmm. um and then she disappears the plane yeah but here's the thing when she's in the plane she doesn't become invisible the just the plane she did it no, was, no no it was no. just a camera trick no 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 in the in the in the comics oh, the oh, cartoons, oh. it's just her oh <laughs> like sitting no <laughs> just joking <laughs> Um, there. What, what was it? I want you to take this. What was the thing about the lightning that Jesus. You, you were just like, "Fuck this!" After they were in a plane, mm. Diana and Steve have a moment of like, "Oh, we're together," and they're standing under the moonlight or something. And he, you know, she's like, "He's like, I'll never understand, you know, these powers of yours or whatever." She's like, "I'll never understand flying." And he's like, I completely missed that. I, I she can't. did. She was like, I, I, like, I never really understood um, how flying worked. Oh my god, this makes me like the movie even less now. Because you said you just called Diana like too stupid to to know. She's fucking stupid. <laughs> okay, so then he goes, you know, it's wind and air. Hmm. Wind and air. Yeah, it's wind and air. Do you know that? They're the same fucking thing. No, not to Steve Trevor. (laughs) It's wind and air. Okay. Uh, Literally, he only tells her that. And not too long afterwards, she somehow figures out how to fly. Yeah. Like, like, (laughs) she's not flying. Like, she's Spider-Man. With her lasso. Yeah, onto like a cloud and like a lightning bolt. No, first she uses a plane. Like she's in some something really tall, like a tower. Mm. Then she ends up to a plane. Yeah. Then there's lightning and she's just swinging from one lightning bolt to another. My issue with that is they're not really tangible. Mm-hmm. Like you can't hold a lightning bolt. <laughs> yeah. Like what? <laughs> what? <laughs> Yeah, and this is a movie that, like, the previous movie was actually somewhat steeped in a, a bit more reality, even though there is a bit of, like, sci-fantasy f- into it. Yeah. This one was just like, hey, just, let's just throw logic out the window now. Yeah, and then after that, she's just flying. And uh, and now she can levitate. Yeah. Like, they don't explain it at all. It's like, and she's like, now I understand, like. Well, I mean, Kelsey, don't you know, by the power of mansplaining things, you can create certain, you can overcome certain feats. Mm. When she's mansplained, I was just like, holy fuck, are you doing this? Oh my god, it was so stupid. I don't even... But that's funny because at that time, I thought that was really the stupidest thing in the movie. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, what's her fucking name? The, oh, cheetah, the cheetah girl fucking character came around. Yeah. And that was even worse. And that's when I was like... This movie belongs in 2002. Oh, damn. Yeah. That's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, I think people in 2002 would like this movie. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, because like the movie, a lot of it's like very, especially the pacing. The pacing is like super sloppy. Like I'm not gonna lie, I like as like I said earlier, as the movie's progressing, I was actually starting to like Pedro Pascal's character more and more. Like actually, because I was, it seemed like we were. And he was he was actually losing his mind, and you knew it yeah. was the stone. Yeah, it seemed like it was. I don't. I like. I don't. I, I'm curious to see like the time, like how much time is spent with each character because you get a little bit of Diana, a little bit of Barbara, a little bit of Max, of of Max Lord, um, and like I don't know. Like it felt like I was, I was enjoying more of my time with Max Lord and his, his like hunger for power and everything, and like his relationship with his son, which they kind of like were putting it in there, but they, I felt like they didn't do enough with it. Yeah, it's weird because they're like, he has a Filipino son. <laughs> yeah and they don't explain that at all yeah and then like at the end they like they patty jenkins puts the movie together like oh okay i hope this all makes sense for everybody because there's a lot of times where i honestly for i was like oh yeah th- i guess there's tension between diana and barbara i complete that happened the f- uh, first act it barely Mm-hmm. And then, and it was unwarranted too, because yeah. diana was nothing but nice to her yeah 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 and then like um the whole thing with Max Lord about him, like having this son, and then them trying to like force his father and son relationship. They were trying to force it in there, and it seemed weird, and it wasn't enough. And then that's the reason why he doesn't have his. He, he this is the reason why he loses his powers to like create wishes. He's like, I I renounce my wish. I renounce my wish. That's what that's that apparently that was all they had to do. All they had to do, like this big climax of battle, was just like I renounce my wish. Yeah. And the day is saved. And and like I said, Wonder Woman did like this monologue. It was just like, holy shit, what the fuck is this? It was... Oh, my God. I don't... Let me just say what I did like about the movie. We weren't already doing that? <laughs> Some of the action set pieces was not too bad. It was not... I didn't mind it too much. Like... Yeah, that thing- they weren't bad. There was just that one part that was la- making me laugh. Which one? The one where Steve and Diana are in the car. And then <laughs> one of them says something. You, you, said, know what, you, you know what? It's funny. You said Because you said like Steve Trevor had like a high-pitched voice. I was very no, distracting. It wasn't a high-pitched voice. I said he sounded like he had a mental disability. <laughs> Jesus Well, Christ. no. Or like he was gay. It wasn't high pitched, but it sounded it, it really sounded odd. Odd. Yeah. And then I realized it was a different character. Oh, okay. But they put the voiceover. Like the ADR wasn't properly placed. They shouldn't have put it when you were looking at Steve. Oh, I gotcha. Yeah. And also, there's no fucking way 1984 that you have a gay man in like the fucking Iraqi army or whatever army it was. Was the character? Was he. There- I don't think the character was gay. I think the actor was. Oh, okay. And he just wasn't good at, like, hiding it. Oh, okay. I got you. Okay. I, I, that, I, that, I, I don't know Because I that saw him, he had another line. Yeah. And I'm like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> there's no way that happens. Mm. You die over there if you're gay. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, like. Some of that, some of that action was not too bad. It, it, there were, a but then he runs. What she runs out of the car? Yeah, that part when she got out of the car was so stupid. She was just like, <laughs> bloop, bloop. 
Like she just like it's a little weird. She's wearing like a button up shirt and pants and everything, and then next you know she just kind of like like shifts her body and boom, she got a Wonder Woman shirt on and or clothes, and she like runs and like um, I saw I saw this this comment on Facebook, and I was just like, yeah, I totally agree. Somebody had commented about like how. Over six years ago, we had Captain America um, Civil War, where we had uh, Bucky, Cap, and Black Panther, like, running. Mm -hmm. And it looked dope. Like, it was like, wow, they are really running super fast. Like, holy shit, that's how you actually run. It was, Mm -hmm. and I I remember seeing behind the scenes and how they did it, and it was really cool how they were able to pull it off. This one, it looks like she's just, like, running on air. Like, and And then they do, like, this slow motion of her running, like... A four shot, like a, 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 like a, I think it was like a medium shot of like her, like looking directly at Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I know they're trying to be badass, but it looks corny as fuck. <laughs> I know I told you earlier today that um, it's just as bad as The Flash running. I've heard a lot of comparisons about that, like how DC does not how to show people run <laughs> in a normal way. <laughs> um, but like, some of the, some of the that some of that uh, sorry action set piece like with with that scene wasn't too, was pretty cool it wasn't too bad like how she was like hopping from one truck to the next or how she was like trying to stop the bullets and stuff like that that was pretty cool mm-hmm. I actually liked the scene where they were fighting in the White House uh-huh. where she was fighting the guards and she was using the lasso as like a shield like swinging uh, around yeah. mm-hmm. I thought that was cool even like even like the fight between her and Cheetah in that scene which. I gotta give it up for the costume department who were just changing up Christian, Christian Wig's outfit. I was like, damn, that shit look fucking fly. <laughs> that was that I like that. Okay, but then we get like closer towards the end where like now Diana has like that armor, that uh-huh. gold armor, and it's supposed to like hold back a hundred men and blah 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 blah. While Cheetah is just like scratch, scratch, it's off, scratch, scratch, it falls off, scratch, scratch. Yeah. <laughs> It's so dumb. <laughs> and some of those effects for Cheetah looked, it, it, it was looking bad. It was looking really bad because. She looked like she had mange. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but some of it was looking kind of good. I was just like, why am I oddly turned on by the way she looks? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I won't say this is a bad movie. I'll just say it's, it's not a good movie. Like. Why won't you say it's a bad movie? Because, like I said, they don't, they don't, people don't come in, they don't come into these movies like I'm gonna make a bad film, you know. And I don't want to say it's a bad movie. I just want to say it's not a good. And that's the thing. If you say it's not a good movie, I'm implying that it's a bad movie. But I just want to say it's not a good movie. Like there are parts that work, but there are many parts that don't work. I'm gonna say it's a bad movie. (laughs) Because you can't say that just because someone intentioned it to be a good movie that you can't call it a bad movie. That's kind of backwards thinking. It's a bad movie. Whether it has redeemable qualities or not, it is a bad movie. Um, And anyone who likes the movie, mm -hmm. I would never trust any any of their opinions on anything because you can't uh-huh. If you don't care about CGI, that's one thing. Mm. But you can't honestly sit through a movie where grown ass adults are like teenagers and shit. Teenagers. Uh-huh. Like they're and it's not like they're teenagers. They're actually like 
falling into the same pitfalls that teenagers fall into. Yeah, or falling. Like, socially mm-hmm. and um, in relationships and stuff. It's really fucking weird. Yeah. You can't be a grown-ass adult and like that in another 40-year-old person. <laughs> and let alone three of them. Yeah, that's true. It's kind of... The characters are stunted back into the first movie. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's actually they they actually fell back further than the first movie. Yeah, where like, um, like I, I liked the first Wonder Woman movie, and I believe you liked it to an extent. Yeah, um, it was like I don't hate the movie. I mm. have hope for the next one because like I didn't. You saw the potential. I, yeah, I didn't love it, but everyone's gonna start somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and even like it was just like that third act, which is like what you know yeah it is and it's funny because now i think about it because um i think last week or at least a few days ago patty jenkins had said that that because a lot of people complain about the third act of wonder woman Mm -hmm. and i'm one of them i'm just like that third act doesn't make sense it's too dark like why did they have to go that route right patty jenkins had said like oh wb had her change the third act at the last minute Ah, so it came to this right however I'm seeing a lot of issues with this movie, and they gave Patty Jenkins a lot of power for this movie, and it 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 just seemed like it got worse. It's just weird. I'm not saying Patty Jenkins is not a comparable director. She's like, um, she wrote and directed uh, an Oscar-winning film. That was like her first movie. It was called Monster, right? She's a comparable director. It's just like I'm just like, what the fuck are you? What is she thinking? Like while doing this movie, it's so weird. I wonder how much power they gave her because she had two other writers. Yeah, and I know Jeff John- like Jeff Johns is on it. Jeff John is not a good writer. Like he's a he's a good comic book writer, mm-hmm. but that's way different from writing for cinema. And this felt like a comic book, but not in a good way. Yeah, in like the cheesy way. In yeah, and the and all and in like the the free comic books they give you on comic book day. Kind yeah, of they way. have like no volume shit. Yeah. To <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> this movie has no volume to it. Yeah. Um, That's why WB is giving it away. I will say though that even though the third movie is being fast tracked, I okay. There's I, one reason I think they're fast tracking the third movie is because Patty Jenkins. It was announced that Patty Jenkins is working on a Star Wars movie. She's doing Rogue Squadron. Um, I think WB is like, let's get her, let's get her locked in now, so she can get this movie done while she's like. Before she goes, before she leaves us to go to Disney, and Disney once Disney has her, and if Rogue Squadron does well, they're gonna be like, "Stay here. We want to keep you here." You know, doing this. I would like that for her because I think if she's really great, mm-hmm. and honestly, I know you say she is because of a monster, mm-hmm. but I don't know because I didn't see that. <laughs> okay. And I've only seen Wonder Woman and Wonder Woman. Yeah. I would like for her to be able to stretch her legs with Disney and Marvel. Yeah, she has history with Marvel. She was actually supposed to direct uh, Thor: The Dark World, mm-hmm. um, but they pulled her out of that movie at the last minute, and they gave it to like somebody who made Game who made a Game of Thrones episodes or two, uh-huh. and that is considered like one of the worst Marvel movies. Was yeah. Thor: Dark World? Um, I don't know. Marvel might be like, hey, like, come back. We'll talk. We're sorry. We'll do this. Blah, blah, blah. But it seems like WB wants her to do Wonder Woman 3 mm-hmm. just to finish it off. And I'm st- I'm curious. I'm curious to see what happens. I'm actually still kind of hopeful that they can, they can make it better. Because <clears throat> a lot of people are shitting on this movie. There are people who are liking it, but there's the... 
vast majority. The vast majority are like hating this movie. It lost its certified freshness off Rotten Tomato. I think it was at like 78% and it dropped significantly. Actually, let me look it up now. While you do that, I'm going to say that the reason why we wanted to kind of talk a little bit of our opinions from the news story about Wonder Woman 3 being fast-tracked is because, like, I think they saw it as a success. And, like, you can't sit there and say views. It's 65% now. So I think it was, like, from 70 to 80, and it dropped to 65. Yeah. Um, You can't sit there and be like, well, it got a lot of views, so it must have been good. Because you have to pay attention to what people are saying. Mm -hmm. And it's like the studios only see views and... um. Yeah, just views. Yeah, and they're like as like, oh, it was successful. Like yeah, so def- so people definitely want a part three, but it's just a pe- there bunch of people are just like, I don't even know if I want a part three now. Yeah, like people watch car crashes too. Doesn't mean they, <laughs> they want to keep watching it. Like yeah, you know, it was just something to, you know, it was like a distraction. I want to say that WB might learn their lesson, but this is WB, so. But I hope Patty Jenkins actually. I'm hopeful for her because I know a lot of people are saying she actually is a good director. Yeah. And I'm willing to give her the benefit of the doubt even after this god awful movie. <sighs> yeah. It's not a good movie. No, it is not. <sighs> and with that, mm. we should do our variety time. <laughs> Mark, mm-hmm. we should talk about what we did for Christmas. Yes, Christmas, have a wonderful Christmas time. Not this year, though. Anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, we decided to share what went on for uh, for our Christmas year. Uh, uh, I always wrap all Mark's presents because he's like, "You do <laughs> such I, a good job." I can't wrap presents worth shit. <laughs> Yeah, I asked Kelsey to wrap up presents uh, uh, for someone uh, for someone that I know, and that person. I asked that person to wrap presents. Oh no, I asked my mother to wrap Kelsey's presents. Yeah. <laughs> and then I asked that person to wrap my mother's presents as well. <laughs> and Kelsey wrapped presents for my daughter and everything. You know, it's I bought the stuff. <laughs> I be wrapping. And I wrapped it. Yeah. Um, Got those sick beats. Yeah. <laughs> But um, I want to, we're not going to go, into, we're not going to like tell like, oh, this is what I got. This is what she got. Blah, blah, blah. I mean, I want to talk about at least a little bit of what we got, you know, especially like the cool stuff. Well, first I want to, I want to talk about how I waited and waited. And I, like every time someone would make a joke or something I'm like, God, I know you're going to like your fucking gift, uh, but I couldn't, there are times where I didn't say that. Like uh, most of the time I didn't say that it would come into my mind. Mm-hmm. And I really couldn't wait to get... And I kept saying, can I please just give you this one gift? You're like, no, I'll wait till Christmas. And you came... You came over and you made breakfast that morning. It was so funny. Like, you couldn't even get to making breakfast because we were just giving each other gifts. Like, Mm -hmm. getting in the way of you making breakfast. Breakfast, Yeah. (laughs) Um, That gift she's referring to, I'll I'll reveal it (laughs) near the end of this segment. (laughs) Um... But I have to give Kelsey like some mad, 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 mad ass fucking props. She gave me, because um, I've been into Bob Ross. Like as we talked about like a few episodes back, I talked about my fascination with Bob Ross. Mm-hmm. She got me uh, a mug 
that it's heat activated. It has Bob Ross on it. And I, I forgot. It's, yeah, it's black, painted black on the outside. And it just has Bob Ross with like a big paintbrush. Yeah. And it says like, there are no mistakes, just happy accidents. And when you heat it up, it's like Bob Ross painting. Do, 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 do. I was like, that's it. That that hands down is the best Christmas present of this year. I just love it. Like I was just like, fuck yeah. I was like so stoked for that shit. Mm. I was so happy because it got me that. Yeah. Um, and um, yeah, what else? I got you what? You got me a portable desk because I'm so depressed sitting downstairs all the time with my kids wrestling right next to me or they'll sit on the end of the couch. Hey, mom. Wait, hey, let me, mom. Let me hey, bug mom. You. Let me bug you. Hey, mom. I like this show. Hey, mom, I'm hungry. Hey, mom, I don't know why <laughs> my leg fell asleep right now. <laughs> Stop. I'm fucking working. <laughs> Leave me alone. So he got me a portable desk so I can go upstairs mm. and work, you know, instead of being down here with everybody. Yeah. Um, um, you also got me like a vanity mirror and also a box for my makeup because you're like, I'm tired of you. Like you're losing your makeup because you like... It's just everywhere. Yeah. Not everywhere, like, all over the apartment, but, like, some of it's upstairs in the bathroom. Some of it's downstairs exactly. in the bathroom. Like, and I lost my foundation. I, I don't know where it is now, so. <laughs> well, hopefully that box will make sure that never happens again, whenever you do find it. Yeah, unless I lose the box. Oh, God, you can't lose that thing. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, um, yeah, Kelsey and I went to, um, went to uh somebody's house uh, a friend of ours and we just hung out hung out there for new year's uh gift exchange and stuff like that um the person she gave me a pair uh she gave me a number of things but the thing that she gave me i was just like damn i love it it was a pair of like slippers mm-hmm. that had like wu-tang on it yeah. i was like yes into the fucking woo Give you a dinosaur onesie. A dinosaur onesie <laughs> which is i i've never worn a, i haven't worn a onesie since i was like a little kid but putting it on as an adult I can see why people wear them all the time. Mm. This is super comfortable. Um, so yeah, we were and we spent about a bit of time. Oh, and a multi tool that you immediately cut yourself on. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> I was like, "Oh, it's cool as a knife." Oh, yep, I'm bleeding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, we we spent our time over there watching um, the we, beginning of Wonder we, Woman. Yeah, we like the, Yeah, we watched like the first like forty minutes of Wonder Woman. I remember as soon as like. You know, as our reviews went, the first five, ten minutes, we were just like, what the fuck is this? What are we watching? Mm. Um, so, yeah, we spent we spent a bit of time over there uh, for Christmas, uh, just hanging out, drinking wine and stuff like that and eating. So it was a, it was a pretty it was a pretty good Christmas um, until about later on. But I really feel like sharing that right now. Mm. Um, what are your thoughts on this Christmas? Um, you know, for, from my viewpoint, um, everyone around me was pretty happy. Mm-hmm. Like, it always sucks when I'm happy and everyone else is like, fuck Christmas. And I'm like, okay. And then I hate it too, because no one wants to be happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but this year I didn't really experience that. Mm-hmm. And also my kids are getting older. Yeah. Like, and I like where they're at now. Mm-hmm. Like, I always thought I wouldn't, I would always miss them when they're really little mm-hmm. and i'm realizing more and more i don't i don't miss it because mm. they're still doing things new yeah and also like like when my birthday came 
they had circled my birthday on the calendar and like mm. they really wanted to celebrate me, not yeah. just get cake and ice cream or see how they could benefit. Yeah. And the same thing with Christmas this year. They're just like, they wanted to experience it in a giving kind of way, yeah. which was nice because they wanted to like buy stuff for everybody, even the cats. I'm like, no, I'm already <laughs> buying. Like, I'm not even with your dad and I'm buying something for your dad mm-hmm. and his girlfriend yeah. and her two kids and then their one kid they share. And like, I'm not buying stuff for the cats. <laughs> no, I buy them food. That's you, enough. You buy anything for pocket? No. Parker? So heartless. I didn't buy anything for po- uh, patches either. Oh, fuck patches. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, that was really nice. Um, mm. Got to like, you know, I had enough this year to let them get stuff for people. Yeah, and they were they were really happy about that. Like I I actually really enjoyed watching Cameron Cadence open up their gifts. I think they kind of oversold it, but that's just how they that's just how they function. <laughs> Um, but yeah, like, you know, I got them a couple of things as well and they seem to really like it. Mm-hmm. So I was really happy about that. Um, I was happy to finally get my daughter her Nintendo switch, which she had pretty much been like, I want a switch. I want a switch. I want a switch. Can I please have a switch? Blah, blah, blah. Since when they, you couldn't get one. Yeah. Since, since it was like, cause it was such a mission to, to get a switch, uh, during like the beginning or the middle of the pandemic, you couldn't find one at all mm-hmm. and then the minute like as soon as i f- was able to see it at the local target i was like boom let me grow i think you got it. it in like september or october i think it might have been a little bit before i think it might have been august no because we looked in august and it still wasn't oh, okay yeah so yeah i've been holding on it for a while and she has it now which i'm pretty happy about that i was playing on a little bit um i know i'm gonna get a couple of games for on it yeah there's like a mario game i really want to start playing on that thing um so That noise you heard <laughs> is a gift that Kelsey had. Is one of the gifts Kelsey you mean had that got me. Gargle in my throat. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Kelsey had got me this thing, and I was like, "Fuck, I love it already." <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us into our <laughs> into what I like to call uh, dad jokes read by Mark. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure the name's gonna change, but whatever. So Kelsey had bought me this book called 101 So Bad They're Good Dad Jokes by, uh, it looks like Ellis Hill. <laughs> and, oh my God, I was just like reading this throughout the day. We're at, we're at the Christmas get together. Um, and I was like reading this out and the person I'm with, she was just like, this is so annoyed. I was like, yeah. She got to a point where she was just ignoring you and you're like, got this grin on your face just reading them one after the other and uh-huh. she's like how much pie do you want <laughs> to like the kids you know like yeah she wasn't even acknowledging you anymore yeah and then she like got she got she sent the book for me and she was trying to read and i was just like there's not they're not that funny because you're a mom that's it you're just not, it's just not that funny and i took the book back and started reading again <laughs> so what i'm gonna do for you folks is a is what it, <laughs> it's a nice treat that i quite enjoy um some of the jokes Kelsey has not heard me say, and I don't expect a laughter at all, but fuck, they're funny to me. <laughs> oh, maybe I did read this joke already. All right, I'm going to try it anyway. Hey, hmm. I got a great pizza joke for you. Hmm. Never mind. It's too cheesy. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to you box for your leftovers? No, but I'll wrestle for you. <laughs> I'll wrestle you for them. <laughs> <laughs> hey um i just want to tell you i i 
I never trust an atom. They make they make up everything. <laughs> <laughs> All right, this is gonna be our last one. Not, yeah, I don't want to shoot my I don't want to shoot my load too soon. A man was uh, a man was waiting on the bus. Suddenly, the bus driver yelled, "Hey, get down from there!" <laughs> that's a thinker. That's a thinker. <laughs> So yeah, folks, um, you're going to, about once a month, I'm going to read some dad jokes and um, you're going to have to sit here and like it. (laughs) (laughs) I I think I'm going to get him a new book every year. Oh, please do. Please do. Get a new, give me a a new dad joke book book every year. Yeah. That's like that tradition of uh, my mom always getting me a a, a car calendar, Mm -hmm. even though I'm not a car guy at all. Mm. But she gets it as like a little joke. I'm just like, yeah, well, I'll take it. What if we know each other for another 50 years and you have... 50 books. 50 books. <laughs> 50 books. You know what? I'm going to take... And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take all those jokes and I'm going to like put them on some service where um, you... When I die, you're going to get a text or email with a dad joke of the day from me. From beyond <laughs> the grave. <laughs> Yeah, um, what was I going to say? Yeah, I'm going to do that for you every year. Please do. Yeah. Please do. <laughs> Please do. Um, so, yeah, uh, I'm actually glad we made it to this Christmas because this year has been kind of a really shitty year. I honestly thought I was going to die of COVID. Yeah, uh, a lot of... Before uh, Christmas. Before, a lot of people did die <laughs> before Christmas because yeah. of COVID. Um. I mean, it was for what it, for what it was worth. It was actually a decent Christmas year. There was a couple of um, a couple of things that happened in the evening that I might share at the end of the episode. I might not because I'm kind of going through some stuff. Um, but I was very thankful. Um, which something we should have said around Thanksgiving, but I'll say it around Christmas. I was very thankful of the people around me, um, Kelsey. Um, and a friend of ours and her family and friend of theirs and everything like that. I wasn't around my family this year. I kind of was growing further apart, but I was just thankful with the people who I had around me. So it wasn't too bad. Me too. I'm glad that you invited me the last second to go. What, to the Christmas thing? Mm-hmm. It was the last second? It was. It was like a day or two before. Okay, that's that's my fault because in my head, I was already just like, oh, Kelsey's coming with me. Like that was already implanted in my brain. Yeah, and I think in, um, I think the the I think the person who the the Christmas dinner we were at was Ari was just like yeah Kelsey's coming right like I'm assuming she's gonna be there yeah so it, 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 I didn't mean to but I'm not one to assume you know so I was just like that's true well I mean you were this year you're not gonna be there next year <laughs> <laughs> hopefully next year will be a lot better yeah. Geriatric Cinematic is Coffee from 1973. My name's Coffee. Coffee, black and stacked and packed with fury. With both barrels zeroed in on the mob's top killers. This is the end of your rotten life, you dope pusher. Coffee, where the action is, there coffee is. 
godmother of them all. The baddest one-chick hit squad that ever hit town. A sexy black nurse takes vigilante justice against inner-city drug dealers after her sister becomes their latest victim. Directed by Jack Hill, written by Jack Hill, it stars Pam Greer, Booker Bradshaw, Robert Dokey, and William Elliott. Dokey. <laughs> I say, I think his name is Dokey. <laughs> um... Yeah, the famous uh, black black exploitation film um, starring the very sexy and very beautiful Pam Greer. Um, this was actually kind of. I think this was this was actually my first viewing of this movie as well. I've seen Foxy Brown and a couple of other films, mm-hmm. um, but what's more important is what did Kelsey think about this movie. I really like this movie. Did you? Mm-hmm. I know that you liked it. I remember you saying that you did like it. I didn't know if you really liked it. So that that warms my heart. So we watched part of it before. We never finished it. I could have swore that was actually Foxy Brown we were watching. Nope. It was coffee. Coffee? Okay. Um, And I was not... It, it has pieces that you kind of start putting together a little bit later in the film. But mm-hmm. because we didn't finish watching it, I still was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this or not. Yeah. Like it's not enough that she's just really pretty. Like I need to, I need more. Like mm. I need to know what's going on with this story. Yeah. Um. But I'm really glad we got to watch it because I it actually does really come together. Mm-hmm. Um. So yes, I do like this movie. I do think Pam Greer. Um. She's. A, I think she's a good actress. Mm-hmm. She's not like you know, like super stellar, but. But she, she's great of she she's great for what the film was asking for. Yeah, mm. I, like she wasn't just someone they picked up off the street. You know, no. like she knew how she knows how a camera works and everything. She's a decent enough actor, and mm. and so she's you know better than Gal Gadot and Wonder Woman. <laughs> Damn, <laughs> nineteen eighty four. Yeah, you're not wrong. Holy shit. Um, I definitely felt something for more for Pam Greer and her struggles in this movie than. Gal Gadot did, and and or the way I did about Gadot. So there's a little bit of an accidental um, thing that happened, I think, with the pairing of these two movies, right? Because we paired them before we watched them. Mm-hmm. Happy right? accidents. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, and it's just one of those things, right? Like, I'm gonna admit to something. First of all, you're okay. like. At first, you were like, what should the topic be? And I'm like, you know, badass woman of color. You're like, Gal Gadot's not like a woman of color. And I'm like, Mm. I don't know where she's from because I thought she was like Latin or something. She's like, yeah, she's like from Israel, I believe. So then she's not a woman of color then. Mm. But so then, you know, that was my bad because like, honestly, I I don't know sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But so on the other side of that, you have Pam Greer. Mm Mm-hmm. Who is damn fine? <laughs> okay, you know, and yeah, like, yeah. like, black exploitation films are black exploitation films for a reason. Yeah, because there's like, like a suaveness about them. Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. That you can only get from like black people. Yeah, and I think Wonder Woman 1984 kind of shows you what happens when you have a film that's supposed to be badass, mm. and it's very white. 
Yeah, very dry. It's very 1980s white. Mm -hmm. Like, you swear all the white people in the film are, you know, experiencing cocaine (laughs) for, you know, for the first couple years. Yeah. Um, So I think that that's like an accidental, like, mashup. Like, I guess we wanted it to be similar, and I guess we kind of showed the differences then. Yeah. Between the two. Yeah. Um. So, there was some, uh, something about this movie that I liked, too. What was that? The music. Yo, black rotation films, like, they got some damn good-ass music in this shit, you know? And well, like, like, they made their own music for the film, and I don't, I didn't know if that's yeah. a thing that happens with most black exploitation films. That was a thing. Sometimes, um, like, for example, uh, Superfly, um... Curtis Mayfield did he he did an album specifically for Superfly. Superfly is a black exploitation film about like a pimp who's like this badass and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Um, but back then during that era, I mean, they couldn't get studio produce. They couldn't get like legit studio produced films like big big studios. So they knew somebody who was like, yeah, I'm just trying to make it my way into music, blah blah blah, and everything. And they would have like bands and like all these people playing like this dope ass fucking music of that mm. time before like. It was even cool, or before mm-hmm. it was known to be cool. Yeah, so that's that's one thing I like too is the music. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was kind of weird how they wrote it in the beginning, where she was like, "I just went out and did this thing last night, but I don't know if it was a dream or not." Like, yeah, some of the writing is a little wonky. Mm-hmm. Um, because you're like, it's kind of weird because like when the movie starts, um, like. It's like at a club. Then we see, we meet Pam Greer, and Pam Greer is like she was trying to get this pimp uh, slash drug dealer, and she like zacks her zacks her um, revenge on him. She kills him. She mm-hmm. kills like a, a druggie that had a hand in like this death of her sister. But she's like traumatized by this. Mm-hmm. And like at the at a at at one point in the movie, and it was kind of weird how. It, like, traumatized her, but she was just, like, so gun-ho and so psycho-crazy of, like, I'm gonna fucking kill you. And then, like, it kind of going back, like, it felt like, it felt like that would have been at the beginning of the movie and her leading up to killing this guy, mm-hmm. not kind of, like, going backwards. Also, I'm thinking about it and the fact that she did go out and kill all these people mm-hmm. and, like, you know she's gonna get arrested. <laughs> yeah. Like, who's gonna help her, do- her sister now? Well, her sister's dead. I thought that little girl was that not her sister? That was a flashback. Oh, I know, I know. It gets kind of confusing a little because the editing is a little weird. But yeah, mm-hmm. that was a flashback showing that like that's when she was with her sister. Oh, I thought she went on a date with that cop, and he tried to take her on a date, and then mm. they went and saw her sister. No, it was it was a flashback. Oh, that's weird. It was a flashback, or it was like some other kid. But like, yeah, because I remember. Um, her sister's dead. Her sister died of a heroin overdose. Oh, okay. Um, so there was that. There was something else I was going to say. I don't know. <laughs> oh, no, no, I take that back. I take that back. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, seeks revenge against the people responsible for her younger sister's, uh, uh, Lubelle's heroin addiction. Okay, so, yeah, she just going after him because the, the sister had a heroin addiction. Yeah, so okay. she didn't die. Yeah, I keep thinking that like her, she did die of an overdose. I don't know why I kept thinking that. Um. Yeah. So, 
I thought that was like, okay, so now you're not even there to help your sister. Oh, she she's always there. <laughs> Shotgun blasting everybody. <laughs> um, oh, that's what I was going to say. Hmm. You know who the real star real star of the show is, right? The real star of the movie? The double barrel shotgun that Pam Grier was holding? No. Who or who who? The white stripper lady. <laughs> that scene where there's that white stripper dancing between like She's on the stage, but you could see her between like Yeah. The the guy who wants to be a congressman, I think, and Yeah, what was his name? I think it was Howard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Howard Brunswick. Yeah. The character Howard Brunswick and some like police chief or some shit like that. And there's that white woman dancing between them. <laughs> and I remember, I remember I was watching it and you're just like, damn, that woman's so distracting. I know. Like, I don't even know what's going on. I can't stop watching <laughs> yeah. her. And she was like, it's full, like a car wreck. Yeah. And she was like full on. New, this, this, one of, <laughs> this movie. And I kept saying this every time. I keep shaking the mic. Um, I kept saying this while we're watching the movie. There was like, every other scene was like Teddy's in there. And I was like, yeah. Teddy. Teddy, Teddy, <laughs> but it was it. Didn't, that's a funny thing. It didn't look trashy or anything like that. It was just like, yeah, this is just like the hustle. This is just like reality and shit. Yeah. Um, I read somewhere that Pam Grier had done an interview about the copious amount of nudity that she does in this movie, and the reason that she did that was like at that time there was just men who who just saw the woman's body as like a mystery. You know, they didn't know how to react to him, whatever. And she was just like, well, here's a woman's naked body. Like, can we move the fuck on? Mm. You know, here I am in all my glory. God damn, she looked fine in this mm. movie. Except for that one scene where her nipples were weird. <laughs> yeah, we were on that for a minute. Like, whoa. <laughs> um, I, <laughs> I, I, I did like uh, the gratuitous violence in this movie. Like how one dude just gets shot in the face with a shotgun. Or the one guy gets shot in the dick. Oh, I love that scene. Or the salad bowl to the face and then Coffee hides razors in her hair. That I enjoy. Yeah, Coffee was like in that room with all them other bitches and shit and mm-hmm. just like throwing blows and just like punching them and throwing them. There was like one girl with like a serving dish. She was just like, blah, like smacked her too. And it was funny because in that scene, every woman that eventually lost to coffee mm-hmm. it was like they were in the fight until their shirt opened and once their shirt opened and their titties came out mm-hmm. you knew they were done like yeah yeah some kind of bad anime or something yeah and i it was it was i i, I enjoyed the fact so much that you know coffee was obviously king george <laughs> the song george 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 <laughs> um Pam Gers, Coffee was going to be like King George, like main lady and all those other like prostitutes were just like, we're going to go ahead and just like attack her. Right. And they tried to embarrass her at a party and she got her like she got her her white dress, her white, her super white, clean dress and like all this mess on it. Even like her even like her titty popped out at one point <laughs> when and, they were fighting. No, 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 no. Like I remember when she stood up. You can see, like, the titty kind of out. Oh. And then she, like, cleans herself, and she just like, yo, I'm going to go fuck these bitches out of her fucking on my dress. And she whooped all their asses. What did you think about her fake Jamaican accent? Oh, that Jamaican accent was so bad. She was like, yeah, what's your name? Mun. <laughs> just add a mun to it, and it's Jamaican. I know. <laughs> it was so bad. Um, because she, you know what? Like, she sounded... She didn't sound super black like some people do too. Mm-hmm. So she had she had a harder time selling it 
Because you think Jamaican and they have such a thick accent, they sound black. Yeah. And she kind of so- doesn't sound all the way black. Like, you mean like more ethnic or more hood or... Yeah, like she has a higher pitch voice. Like I think oh, I some, like I'm really trying not to stereotype. So no, I'm no, sorry. no, I get you. I get you. It's, like, it's within like your experience. Some some black women have deeper voices, yeah. and they ha- and they talk a little. Yeah, maybe a little more um, ethnic. Like yeah, she didn't have enough jive in her talk. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you said it. <laughs> um, so I think she couldn't sell that Jamaican accent. Yeah. It was, like, harder. Yeah. Like, that'd be, like, me trying to do it. You mm-hmm. know, like, there's no way I could do a Jamaican accent. <laughs> there's one. <laughs> <laughs> there's one scene in the movie that I, I particularly really liked, and it was that part where um, she got caught up by that, that one drug lord guy, and the two cops and Paul Paul Sag, um, that was, that. <laughs> oh, that character, well, let me talk about the Paul Sag character. Um, that was the ball guy with, like, the goatee. Yeah, I know and, who he was. And his accent was, like, changing from, like, Russian to Yugoslavian to like Mexican with like every scene or some shit. Mm-hmm. But um that part where like they supposedly like shot her up with heroin and it was really like sugar. Uh-huh. I just love the fact that I love the fact that she was always like thinking two or three steps ahead. Mm-hmm. And she like or if not like um if not all the time, circumstances worked in her favor and how she had that bobby pin that she had sharpened. Yeah. And like Paul um not Paul Feig. No, that's a director. Uh, Sig. P- Peter. Oh, Sig. Sig, sorry. Sid Haig. Sid Haig. Sid Haig, yeah. How he's on top of her. And she just like, as soon as I saw that shit coming out, I was like, oh, she's going to shake this shit. And she was just like, dur, dur, like shaking the shit out of him. <laughs> then you got to go. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I did that. was a small spit. Yeah, she like pulled a thing. You don't know why you did that. It was a small spit. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Yeah, she pulled out the bobby pin and just shaked him like as as my shake sounds. Yeah, <laughs> right in the neck. Yeah, and his neck was doing small spits. He was like spits. You can tell like he had a he had a sponge with like fake blood, just like it's like squeezing it to like really get out. Mm. Um, I like to think that uh, I like to think that he's not dead. He learned a valuable lesson and went home. <laughs> um. I know it was funny because there's one point where you see her like sitting on like a bus bench mm-hmm. and she gets picked up from someone. Yeah, she gets like a hitchhiker ride. Uh, 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 she gets a ride from like a, a good Samaritan, quote, quote. And you're like, what the hell did she do with her shotgun? Yo, she was smart about that. Yeah, because then like she steals his fucking car and goes back to get it. So now she has wheels and her gun back. Yeah. Um, Okay, so the part with Howard, okay, the congressman that she was with. Uh-huh. Um, or the guy who was trying to be a congressman. Yeah, he was trying to be a congressman. And then it's, like, revealed that, like, he was um, really helping, like, the drug, uh, like, that drug cartel mm-hmm. to put heroin in the streets and everything like that. Um, there's that part. Oof. Her alarm went off. Sorry. <laughs> um, no, I was forgetting something. There's that scene where, like, he confronts where like they bring him and they're just like yo do you know this woman blah 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 you know in front of coffee and he's just like it's just some bitch i fuck and okay did you think he was really trying to like save her or did you think that like he was trying to save himself 
Um, you get a sense that he is thinking about if he wants to save her. So yeah. he says that so he could think about it a little bit more. Yeah. And then it becomes apparent to him there's no way he's going to be able to save her. And then he's just kind of like, nah, fuck it. Yeah. Like, she's not really worth my tr- my trouble. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like if they, he's, like, answering them while maybe he's thinking about it or something. Because yeah, yeah, it yeah. seems like he kind of cares. Yeah. And then he doesn't. Yeah, yeah, I get you, I get you. Um, the one thing I absolutely love about this movie is, you know, when she gets a shotgun, she gets a new set of wheels, she goes back. You know, instead of, like, going to, like, lick her wounds, like, oh, I'm done. Now she goes back and kills every motherfucker in that house. Mm. Uh, especially, like, that one <laughs> that one eye guy. Mm. When he, like, made that face. And he was like, Ugh! As the car was, like, a fast approach. Like, <laughs> and the You car- replayed that, too. You're like, hold on, hold on. I watched this again. Yeah, I just watched this <laughs> it again. It was so great. She just, like, shotgun blasts everybody. Oh, it's such a good fucking movie. Damn, I really like this movie. Mm. <laughs> such a good movie. Um, that dude, Howard, he was so gone away at the end. If if the woman that he was sleeping with, uh, the woman from the bar, mm. the dancer, the one that the big distraction did not come down the stairs. It was like, Howard, where are you? What you doing? And then how coffee just like shotgun blasts him. Not in the face, not in the chest. In the dick. Yep. <laughs> that was a great way to it, For movie. me it kinda sucks because like I thought those two could have been good together. Yeah, he was like really convincing her. He was just like he's like, I love you. Of course, when he was like saying that he like loves her and everything just like i don't know it was just like the way his tone had been changing i was like oh he just like playing her because he knows he's yeah. about to get shot yeah exactly like i really wanted them to go to um down to what was it cancun or some shit yeah yeah but you know it's it's coffee um i like that oh that caught that um police officer mm. Someone was like, hey, you want some coffee? How do you like it? And he goes, I like my coffee black. <laughs> and I'm like, of course you do. Yeah. <laughs> like coffee black. Like, you know, they, you know, they wrote that on purpose. Too. <laughs> yeah. It's been funny if he said, I like my coffee black soul. <laughs> like that. And then like power fist and shit. <laughs> um, no cream, but lots of sugar. <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> you know? And coffee's like, wow. That's why I should switch the Oh, God, just stop it. Because they know they're going to inject me with it. And then I'm the coffee just with the sugar. Stop it. <laughs> stop it, please. <laughs> I thought my dad jokes were bad. Holy shit. No, because you have, like, little dad jokes and I have dad stories. <laughs> dad stories? Yeah. And go off on dad tangents. <laughs> um, so, one thing one thing I did notice about coffee it's it's even though it's like a, um, black excuse me black exploitation films are known to actually be shot poorly. Mm-hmm. You see, like the, the uh, boom mic, the boom mic, or like the acting can be quite a bit stiff. Like th- like this acting is not like stellar acting, but it, it still seems to work pretty well yeah um even some of like the action set pieces like the fights are like really like um not like they're not real slow like in black dynamite (laughs) that was bad well that was on purpose 
Wait, right? you seen Black Dynamite? Oh, you talking about? Oh no, uh, you talking about? Uh, we Dola- you talking about Dolomite? I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, we say Black Dynamite. I'm like you talking about the parody Dolom- show? No, Dolomite is my name. Sorry. Yeah. Do- yeah. Uh, no, you talking about the old? Not not the. Oh, Dolomite. Dolomite is, is the old one. Yeah. 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 When they're out. <laughs> And they're fighting in the front yard. Oh my god, it was so bad. <laughs> so bad. Yeah, even like this one has done a bit better. Like it done, it's done. A, coffee's done a little bit more professional. Like the act, the fight scenes are done a bit better. They are still pretty sloppy. Yeah, they're sloppy, but you get a sense that someone tried to like mm. choreograph them or like teach them how to, you know, throw a punch or something and make it look convincing. Yeah, and I like the fact that how like Pam Greer is just like just kicking the shit out of everybody. I mean, she gets like the jump on, but only like by guys. Mm. Um, but still, she like gets she gets back at him. Yeah, which I'm just like I'm all for that shit. You know, and she's also, you know, what one thing that Wonder Woman 1984 in this film does have in common? Hmm. Their boots. Okay. The boots and coffee make sense because it's of that era, it's of that style. If you're a Wonder Woman, don't be running and running wedges. That's it. That, that annoyed the shit out of me. Because her and then Cheetah. Yeah, she whatever. had wedges. Too. She had heels. She had heels more like Coffee did with the chunky heel. Yeah, I remember you and I. I mean, this is this is not a spoiler for Wonder Woman, Wonder Woman, but so don't freak out. Yeah, Kelsey and I were talking about Wonder Woman. I was just like, she's wearing wedges. Why, why the fuck she's wearing wedges? And you said, it's oh, easier to run in than stilettos. Yeah, and I was like. Why can't she just wear boots? I don't yeah. understand that she can just wear boots. <laughs> <laughs> boots aren't that easy to run in either. Okay, light boots. Like something light boots. Okay. Light boots. You know. Sneaker boots. Yeah, she can still look cute with like sneaker boots. <laughs> um anyway, so back to coffee. Uh it made sense for the heels though, because it was like well Pam Greer was really running in those heels too. Like that scene where the car yeah, was chasing her. Yeah, she was her. running everywhere. She was like booking it and shit. So it was yeah. It was really dope how she was able to like not fucking fall and like just bust her ankle or anything. That we saw. And the behind scenes is probably her just like falling like ten times before like eleven time. Got it. <laughs> <laughs> um so I mean all in all, Kelsey, what's your say on this film? What, what, do you think it holds up? I think it holds up. Think it holds up? I do think it holds up. Yeah. It's still relevant because, you know. White people. White, <laughs> white, white people, people still exist. Corrupt cops, corrupt officials. Um, black women kicking ass. It mm-hmm. never gets old. <laughs> never gets old. Except when they're kicking your ass. It never gets old. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, you really enjoyed it, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I, I, fuck, it's such a good movie. Um, probably show my daughter when she gets a little bit older because there's a lot of nudity in here and sex. And sex. That'd be kind of weird. And she's just like, Daddy, why are you showing me this? We're like, no, no, support because women kick ass. Daddy, I'm seeing boobs. No, no, women kick ass. <laughs> um, yeah, I still think it holds up. I, it's, it's, it's considered one of like the greatest like black black exploitation films of that time or of, of all time. Quentin Tarantino has said in past interviews that he's just like Pam Grip was like the first action leading lady because of coffee. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I remember this is like seventy three. We're we're still getting out of the sixties. Yeah, but I could have swore there was some sort of spy movie or something. Oh, but like I said, this is just Tarantino's opinion. Okay. He love he he loves that era of film. Yeah. You know, I I love that era of film. Mm. You know, except I don't try to appropriate it. 
Well, one other thing that I like about these films is mm. that they don't shy away from from black culture. Oh yeah, they like like they don't try to hide anything. Mm. Like even this one was a little bit lighter, I think, on it, but there are a few that are like harder for me to follow. Yeah, because I'm not black. Mm-hmm. Like Dolomite was a little bit hard at times for me to understand. Yeah, I'd imagine you get, you would have a hard time following like Black Caesar or Superfly. Yeah, but this one for me it was a little bit easier to mm. understand, but still like you still see how like black people still kind of also propagate like you know mm. the drug issues too, even yeah. though it doesn't help their people and yeah yeah all that stuff. So uh, yeah, good ass film. Enjoy the fuck out of this. Yes. Um, are we, okay. Are we done? Are we out? We're done? Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so we want to thank you all for joining us on this week's episode. Uh, you can find this episode and all past episodes on all podcast catchers, uh, Spotify, Podbean, iTunes, or wherever you can, uh, download your podcast. Um, we got a bonus episode coming out this week. It will probably come out like maybe a day or two after the episode you're currently listening to. Um, because Friday, you know, the December 25th, we had Wonder Woman 1984. Um, at the same day, uh, Disney released Pixar's uh, Soul. Which we should have watched instead. I, I wanted to, I, I really wanted to do both. I know. Um, so that bonus episode, we are going, it's going to be a much shorter episode, probably like an hour long. Um, we are going to review uh, the latest Pixar film, Soul. Uh, which is currently streaming on Disney Plus for free if you have a Disney Plus account. Um, and with that, we're going to do our Geriatric Cinematic, which is 1983's Rock and Rule. Uh, that is streaming on Amazon Prime, or it's available to watch on for free on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Don't tell them we, uh, we sent you. Um, you said that last week, too. I know. I still think it's good. <laughs> uh, the topic, I don't know. Music. Cartoons. The end. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we want to thank you all for, like I said, for joining us. Um, I think the it should be rock and soul. Rock and soul? Mm-hmm. Topic is rock and soul. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, be careful out there. Uh, we hope all of y'all had a uh, happy holidays. Um, it's tough times and everything like that. And... Um, you know, we're almost there. We're almost out of 2020. Trump's got one more, not like half a month left, and he's gone. Mm-hmm. We can make it. We can make it. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. So wash your damn hands. Put on your damn mask. Um, stay home. Stay home. Someone close to me had just, re- someone close to me had informed me that she got the Rona. And uh, my daughter is currently quarantined right now. So anybody who dares say this is a hoax or the pandemic's not that serious, you can come talk to me and I'll make you believe it if that's a, that's your issue. Um, what else? Is that it? Anything else? No, I think that's it. That's about it. Yeah, so... Uh, stay tuned to your uh, podcast feed for that bonus episode on soul and rock and roll. Um, so we're going to bid you guys or you folks adieu. Um, however, 
and lead you guys a nice little story. Um, I had a bit of a weight issue growing up. Matter of fact, I still kind of do right now. You know, I'm very self-conscious about it. I try to drop as much weight as I can. Um, but back then, I was a pretty fat-ass kid growing up. Just ate whatever I want to eat, whatever. Didn't give a fuck. It's nasty as shit. Just eating Twinkies and bagels and... Doritos. Doritos and Tatoes and all the other Eatos. And you know. Bugles when they were popular. That was your thing. Really, Bugles. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so one day I was, uh, I was out and about and everything. I think it was like in my front yard, just playing with my toys. And this kid came over. He's a friend I knew back then. He was like, Mark, Mark, Mark. Hey man, you want to come over for, uh, you want to come over for my place for dinner? I was like, no, I'm fine. I don't want to come over for dinner. What the fuck are you talking about? He's like, no, 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 no. No, you gotta have this. My mom, she's making her enchiladas. I loved her mom's enchiladas. I was like, what? He's like, yeah, man. You come over and have uh, have my mom's gelatos be bomb as fuck. I'm like, all right. And I just washed coffee. Because the next words that came out of me were, let's go to your place, Grover. You can have the leftovers. <laughs>